Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Hey, man, you could be seated this evening. I want to welcome all of you. You're all crazy for being here on a Wednesday night, but that's okay, right? Hey, man, what's wrong with you guys? You guys already tired? All right, because I got about two hours they gave me tonight. I'm just joking with you. I barely have any time, so I'm going to get right into it. How many of you have been uh, serving God for a long time, but you've realized that you've been through peaks and valleys through that process? Right? I'm not the only one. In other words, everyone here has been through peaks and valleys, and you probably have gone through the year on a peak, or you've probably gone throughout the year on a valley. Maybe you're sitting here right now, you're in the valley. Maybe you're sitting here or watching online. Maybe you're on the peak. Maybe you're just really close to God. You can almost look up at him and you can see him. But if you're in the valley, you're far away from him. Right? I'm even reminded of the scripture, the valley of dry bones. It's a dryness. It's a distance. It's a a separation from God. And so this evening, I want you to understand that you can avoid those peaks and valleys in the new year. See, when I got saved, I didn't realize that I'd be going through peaks and valleys. And then when I started to go through them, I said, man, this is a roller coaster serving God. But I understood, and this is the word that God kind of gave me as I was prepping for this. I understood that I needed a rhythm in this walk with God. There needs to be some kind of rhythm so I'm not going through these high peaks and these low valleys, I needed to find some type of rhythm in my life so I'm not going through this roller coaster, but rather I'm walking with God and it becomes a normality in my life. See, I, 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 was, I was listening to a famous person just recently this past week, and he started talking about fulfillment, okay? And he's, a, he's an atheist. He started talking about fulfillment and even admitted that the Christians that he knows For some reason, they live a fulfilling life. He can't put his finger on it, but he realized that they are living a fulfilling life. See, everyone's trying to live a fulfilling life. It sounds good that we want to live a life of fulfillment, right? But you know, we don't find that fulfillment in addiction. We don't find that fulfillment in alcoholism or even just drinking a little bit. That's not fulfillment. We're talking about eternal fulfillment. And some of us deal with these sort of things in our lives where we have these cravings of sin. And you know what that does? That takes us right into a valley. It's a craving of sin that takes us and it dips us right into a valley. Then that's the separation of God. And we live our year or our life trying to climb back up onto that peak. But yet we still have the cravings of sin. See, Paul talks about the cravings of sin in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. He says, let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder him from the living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. So then... The two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation of life of the spirit. But when you yield to the life of the spirit, you will no longer be living under the law, 
but you will be soaring over it. In other words, cravings, right? We realize that Paul is telling us that cravings are controllable. How many of us have made a New Year's resolution already to go to the gym and lose some weight? Right? What are you going to do with those cravings? Right? They're going to tell you, you got to train your brain. You got to, you got to, you got to kind of tweak it a little bit. You don't want that soda anymore. It's the same thing in your spiritual walk. You don't want that alcohol anymore. You don't want that marijuana anymore. You don't want to be smoking anymore. You don't want to be doing these things anymore. These cravings, what Paul is talking about, these cravings of sin, your self-life, he calls them, you can control those cravings. But it takes a spiritual rhythm to do this. And it takes a spiritual rhythm to live that fulfilling life. Even Paul admits, he says, the things I want to do, I do not do. And I do the very things that I hate. In Romans chapter 7, he starts to talk about his, his cravings, his mess ups. But I want to encourage you this year, are you even thinking about your, your cravings of sin? Are you even thinking about when you walk into that new year, what you're going to do? What are you going to make a priority in your life? Is it going to be those cravings? Is it going to be the do what you feel attitude? Or are you going to have some commitment in your life? Are you going to walk into the church every time the doors are open? Are you going to make church a priority? In Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 it says, Instead we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ who is head of this body, the church. I don't know about you, but I want to be on a peak all the time. Can I tell you something? Some of you have the ability to make decisions this coming year to change your life. To completely shift the way you've been living. And sometimes it's just saying, I'm going to go to church every time the doors are open. Not just watch online, though we love our online viewership. But I'm going to tell you this, we are in the business of making disciples and making connections in this church. Because we believe that even if Christ walked this earth today, he would not just be an online minister. He'd be connecting with his disciples, with his people. He'd be amongst them. The church is essential. It's essential for learning and worship. Learning? Yes, learning. I know that I come to church to worship, but you should be coming to learn as well. So what are you going to learn? Where are you going to learn? Are you going to learn off YouTube? Are you going to learn off the internet, social media? You should be learning in church. Because it is essential. And as Paul writes, it is Christ who is the head of the church. The other thing is you have the ability to seek new friends and give up the wrong friends. See, nobody walks into the new year and saying, hey, I need to change my friends. No one ever does that, right? But let me tell you something. Some of you need to make a decision to change your friends. Let go of some friends. Right? Make some new friends that are going to bring you to church. Find that accountability. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, Do not be fooled. Bad company ruins good character. The other thing I want you to encourage you to do is don't forget about confession and prayer. As you walk into this, this new year, some of us have gone the whole year without confessing anything. Right, But I, I'm realizing how, I'm reading and realizing how important confession is, not only to God, because I just need to talk to God. No, you need to be held accountable. You're going to be walking into the new year, and you've got to be saying, look, I need, a, I need some confession and prayer, man. 
I need to pray. I need to seek accountability. I need authority. In James 5, 16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. In other words, the confession brings healing. Amen? I'm going to leave you with this. Leonard Ravenhill said this. He says, You know, we live in a day when we are more afraid of holiness than we are sinfulness. And if that's you this evening, I want to encourage you. You have the ability to change the way you've been living your life this next year, even this evening. You have the ability to shift what's been going on in your life. And God wants to use you. He wants to save you. He not only wants to save you, he wants to save your family, your friends. It's about not only shifting your life, but what you do affects a multitude of people. And so this, this evening, I want you to just ponder, and as we get into the new year, I want you to just think, how much God loves you, and why wouldn't you face this world without a big God? Amen. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to serve you, to go into this next year in rhythm, avoiding the peaks and valleys, but always being with you, Lord, walking and being in rhythm with you and your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you, and I pray over the church and the people watching, Lord, that you'd give them fulfillment. Lord, that they would feel your presence, that they would be, that they would be fulfilled in their lives with the peace, the love, and the joy that your scriptures promise. Father, I ask that you would just begin to help us to understand your will, to get closer to you, to strengthen the relationships and the power we have with you. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give a hand clap as Pastor Omar comes up. Well, good evening, everyone. We're glad you're here. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. So I've got a 30-minute message that I'm going to preach in five minutes, okay? I'm, I'm not going to take a long time, but I did want to share uh, a few thoughts uh, as, as I realized that tonight is our last uh, service in 2022, and by Sunday, we'll be in 2023. And so I figured I, I've got to say something before the 2022 is over, and I had to come and share something, and so I had a number of guys come up and share some things, and I, I just kind of want to share our vision. How many know we have a vision around the house here? And before I share the vision tonight, in fact, uh, I, I do want to just give you guys a big shout out uh, for this past Sunday, our Christmas service. You guys showed up. Thank you for coming. I'm telling you. There were so many churches that were closed on Sunday, and I'm thinking Christmas, Christ is first in the word Christmas. And uh, if you, you know, if you're offended, too bad. We had a Christmas service here. It's about Christ, and you guys showed up. And uh, I, I'm telling you, that's an example that you put before your family, and you're saying, you know, we're, we, we got to go to church first to worship God. That's what it's about, and we thank you for doing that. We had a tremendous time. People got saved, man. People, lives got changed as a result. Uh, I also want to give a big shout-out. He's not up here. I want to give a shout-out to my son, Omar. It's his birthday today. So a big shout-out to him. And I'm telling you, uh, just looking forward to 2023. What I want to talk about real quick, as fast as I can, is our vision. We're here to reach, restore, 
and release. And when we talk about reach, what we're saying is everyone, we want to reach everyone that we can with the love of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we talk about restoring, we're talking about we want to restore life back in relationship with God and make them committed followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. If you haven't been uh, around here long or forever, how long you've been here, we believe in discipleship. In fact, I wrote a book called The Disciples Call. We don't sell it anymore around here. I don't know why, but we do have that book. <laughs> Maybe we'll start selling it again in 2023. And then we believe in releasing. And that word releasing is releasing and equipping people or people of God empowered by the Holy Spirit to fulfill their God-given purpose. And if you've been around here a while, you've seen that God raises up. We raise up people from within our congregation because we believe that God calls people within the church. Uh, we don't hire people out from Bible colleges. Those are great. They have their place. But we raise them up from within. Uh, many of our pastors that are here were saved here. Uh, God touched their lives here. And they were raised up in our congregation. And then also the churches that we planted out. Uh, these were disciples that were saved. And uh, they became leaders in our church. And they had the call of God. And at that right time, at the right moment, we were able to plant them. And we have churches in Colorado, churches in Texas, up in Washington, and Mexico, and all over Southern California, because we believe in that. We believe in reaching and restoring and releasing people. And I'm going to go as quick as I can. I'm probably not even going to cover it, but the first thing I want to talk about is reaching, because how many know that we were lost before we came to Christ? I, I'm telling you, I was hearing these testimonies tonight. I was so moved. I was thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get up there and speak uh, as I was listening to uh, these testimonies, you know, Mauricio and, and Paul, and they were just sharing what God had done in their life and how our church was able to reach them. And it reached them through somebody, a contact, a person, a friend. And because of that, they stood up here tonight and began to share with you how God delivered them. But before they came to Christ, they were lost. Before you came to Christ, you were lost. And I don't know how many of you, have, have you ever lost anything? You ever lost a pair of keys? You ever lost your glasses and there you already had them on, right? You ever lost a kid? Some of you have lost your kid before. We, we literally had one guy here, he, the pastor today, he, he forgot and he left his son under the, under the pew there. He was, uh, he was asleep. <laughs> Took off with the other two kids, came back. I said, what, I thought you left already. He goes, yeah, we forgot a kid. He was under there somewhere. Came back, pick him up. So don't, don't lose your kid. Uh, but all of us uh, have lost something. And this was what Jesus said. He goes, I came to seek and to save those who are lost. And I'm going to condense this as fast as I could, but there's a scripture or a chapter in the book of Luke chapter 15, and we call it the lost and found chapter. And m most of you probably are familiar with lost and found, maybe at, at, at a store or even at, 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 the, at, at the airport, people lost and found department where they lose luggages. But this particular chapter is the lost and found chapter, and it talks about three different things that were lost. It talks about the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And all of them are talking about how they are lost, but even though they lost, they've not lost their value. 
They may be lost, but their value is not lost. See, you're valuable to God. How many believe that? That's why we reach out to people because each one is valuable. The first one, the lost coin, if you remember the story, the Bible says the one woman, she, she has these coins and she loses one and she begins to do everything that she can to find that lost coin. She's looking before, you know, in between the cushion, looking under the, the, the sofa, looking in, you know, everywhere that she can, maybe her old coats or somewhere. She's looking for that lost coin. And the Bible said when she finally loses that, or when she finally finds the lost coin, that she rejoices and she calls her neighbors together and said, I found the lost coin. In fact, she gets on TikTok and she gets on the skateboard and she had that lost coin with Fleetwood music on it and she's celebrating the lost coin. And then the second one, the Bible said that everybody is rejoicing with her and the second one is the lost sheep where the shepherd, he has these 100 sheep, he begins to count all of them. He's not going to sleep, but he's counting sheep and he realizes he only has 99. And the Bible says he goes out uh, over the mountains everywhere that he can to find the lost sheep. And when he finally finds the lost sheep, he celebrates uh, this lost sheep. And he calls everybody together and said, I found uh, the lost sheep. I found the, the, I left the 99. How many know Jesus left the 99 to find you? And then the last one is the prodigal son. I don't think I'm going to get through this message. But the prodigal son. And the prodigal son is that one son that can't wait for his father to die. He goes, I want my inheritance now. I don't know about you, but if my son came up to me, I said, you bumped your head, boy. You're, something happened to you, man. You're not getting any of my money. Am I right? But the Bible says this particular father gives him the inheritance, half of his inheritance, before he even dies. The Bible says he goes down to Vegas Strip there and he wastes it, uh, you know, on, on all kinds of stuff. And, he, and then he finally ends up on a pig pen uh, and there he's feeding pigs and he realizes he comes under, he has an aha moment and he says, uh, man, what am I doing here? He said, in my father's house, my ser- the servants eat better than I do. And I just go back and be a servant. But the Bible says when he's coming back, oh, the father, when God ran, right? The father's running, amen. The goodness of God is running after you, right? And he comes after, he covers his shame, and he forgives them. And the Bible says they threw a party. And again, this is the celebration of all of these lost people, the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the lost son. And all of them have the common denominator of all three stories. At the end, there is rejoicing and celebration over something that was lost but is now found. And Jesus says this, listen to me, look at what he said in Luke 15, 10. He goes, likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of God or in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents, repents and gets right. Another translation says there is more joy or there is no more joy, there is no greater joy in heaven than one sinner that repents. In other words, if you want to get heaven going, if you want to see party going on in heaven, if you want to shake heaven, all you got to do is reach the lost soul. Amen. All you got to see is see that lost person come to Jesus. This is why we're called reach. We, uh, our value is we want to reach lost people. 
We want to reach every single one that we can. Every single person is valuable. And think about this. That's us, right? We were the lost coin. We were the lost sheep. And we were a lost son, right? And the person, the lady represents God looking for the lost coin. The shepherd represents God looking for the lost sheep. And the father represents God bringing that son home. And so today, all of us can rest assured today that God is reaching out to you. And and that's our vision. In 2023, we want to continue to reach people for the kingdom. Is that all right? We want to continue to reach people for the kingdom. I'm not going to be able to cover the rest, guys. But what I want to say to you is this. In the new year, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about our values. We're going to be talking about what makes our church. And again, our vision is reach, restore, release. But our values, what makes our church? When you come to our church, what makes us? What identifies us? And whenever you come to any group or any church, you're going to identify the the culture of the church by the behavior of people. Am I right? You're going to be able to come and say, this is the loving church. I said, this is the loving church. Amen. This is the relational church. This is the church where people connect. This is the church where people worship God. And we're going to be talking about our values in the new year. And we're going to be talking about how you and all of us can continue to support what God's doing, this vision, and continue to support the culture of who we are. Can you say amen? Because who we are is critical in reaching people. That's why you can hear testimonies that I came here. And God got a hold of me. And people followed up on me. And people loved me. began to call me. That's our culture. That's who we are tonight. And so I want to just do this for just a moment. Will we just pray for just a moment? Why don't we bar heads and close our eyes right now? Holy Spirit, we pray in the name of Jesus for your grace and your power today to be in this place. We pray, Lord God. That you would remind us again over and over how much you love us. Lord, how wide, how deep is your love for us. That you gave up heaven to die on the cross so that we could be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God, you are willing to leave heaven just to reach us. You love us so much that you were willing, God, to give heaven's best, Jesus, to die for us. That we were that valuable to you, God, that you were willing to give your life for us. No greater love than this, than a man will give his life for a friend. God, you gave your life for us so that we could be saved. So if you're in this room right now, Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you came on your own. Can I just be honest with you? You're the lost coin. You're valuable. You're more valuable than you realize. The problem is most of the time when we're lost, we don't know it. Most of the time when we're lost, we don't know. Because we're actually going somewhere. But to see the the actual truth is you don't really know where you're going. Do you know if you're going to heaven if you died right now? Do you know how to get to heaven? Jesus said he's the way, he's the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by him. 
And so tonight, I want to give you an opportunity because that's what we're about, reach. We're, we're here to reach people like you. We're here to reach people that are lost. You're the lost sheep. You may not know it, but you're a lost sheep. Bible says sheep kind of wander off sometimes. And Jesus was willing to leave the 99 to go after you. We're going to interrupt this whole service today to tell you that God loves you. We're reaching out to you right now. This moment, and this is the most important part of the entire service. In fact, this is the highlight of what we do here. Greater than the music, greater than the preaching, greater than everything that's been done here today, the highlight today is you today coming to Christ. We want to reach you today. If you're watching online, we want to reach you today. So if you're in this room right now, maybe you came on your own. Maybe someone brought you here. I don't know how you got here, but I believe God, you, God brought you here. If you'd be honest with God, be honest with yourself. Say, Pastor, that's me you're talking about. Yes, it is you. And today, if you'll be honest with yourself, be honest with God. God's reaching out to you by his love and his grace and his Holy Spirit today. And you say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. I need God. You heard these testimonies today. Some of you, that's you. You go, that's me, yes. But if you'll come to God, he'll change your life around. So if you're in this room right now, be honest with God, be honest with yourself. Say, that's me, Pastor. I need the Lord in my life. Would you raise your hand right now? Thank you. Right there, God's waiting for you. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Anybody else tonight? You say, Yo, that's me. Don't be embarrassed. Back over there, I see somebody else's hand. God bless you. God bless you. We're just here to pray for you. Friend, we're here to tell you God loves you. We're excited tonight that you're here. I'm excited that you raise your hand. I know how difficult it is. But again, I'm not here to shame anyone. I'm not here to embarrass you. We're here to actually celebrate you. Just like they celebrated the lost sheep and the lost coin. It was a celebration. Heaven is rejoicing over one person that gives their life to Christ. Who else tonight? Who else? Tonight, you haven't raised your hand. You said, that's me, Pastor. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Over here on my right, God bless you. Thank you. Who else? Who else? God's waiting on you. Man or woman, whoever you are. You're, you're wondering, man I, I, man, I feel something. That's the Holy Spirit. That's not you. That's the Spirit of God dealing with your heart. You know you need to get right with God. You're not going to do it by yourself. We tried it. You can't change by yourself. Well, you know, I, I got to get ready. No, you come to Christ as you are, and he'll change your life. You can't do it by yourself. You don't need to get ready. All you need to do is surrender your heart right now. Who are you right now? You haven't raised your hand. You're in this room. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. That's me. You're talking to me, Pastor. You're talking to me. Just raise your hand. The Lord will touch your life today. You will never be the same. Maybe you were once walking with God, but you're away from God right now, and you need to come back. You need to rededicate your life to him. Who are you right now? Raise your hand. Who are you right now? That's me. That's me. You need to rededicate your life. Man, you're away from God. You're far away. You know, you, you, you're, that, you're the prodigal son that needs to come home. He's waiting for you. The Father's waiting. He's waiting to run out to you. Who are you right now? Say, I need to rededicate my life, Pastor. That's me. I need to rededicate my life. Who are you right now? Just raise your hand right now. I'm away from God. Thank you, God. Waiting for you. I'm backslid. I'm, I'm, I'm away from God. 
Man, I, I'm not serving the Lord. I need to rededicate. Come on, raise your hand. Who are you? Who are you? All over this room, who are you? We're not here to shame you. We're not here to embarrass you. We want to pray with you. We want to celebrate you. Is there anyone else right now? Anyone at all? Anyone else? If you raise your hand, look up at me real quick. You mean that over here, over there? You mean back there, over there? Okay. Why don't we all stand together? Everybody in this room, stand with me. If you raise your hand, do me a favor. Don't, don't even think about it. Just come meet me right down here. I want to pray with you. Just come meet me right here. Come on, bring them. You, you saw who they were. Bring them. Come with them. You're not going to come by yourself. There's going to be a bunch of people down here. Not going to make you say anything to the crowd. I just want, I want to pray with you. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Over here, God bless you, sir. Who else? This gentleman, thank you for coming. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? I'll wait for you. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you're saying, I should have raised my hand. I, that should me, be me down there. Come. I'll wait for you. Whoever you are, I'll wait for you. I'll take a moment. I'll take a moment to pray with you. Is there anybody else tonight? Amen. Isn't it exciting, man? All of heaven's going to rejoice in a moment. All of heaven is going to rejoice in a moment. Amen. This young lady, come on. Praise God. We're going to pray with you. Anybody else? Anybody else tonight? I'll wait for you. This is the, most, this is the highlight of everything that we do. People getting their, their life right with God today. Amen. Let's pray together. All of you that came forward. I want you to just bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. I want you to pray this prayer. It's not the prayer that saves you. The attitude of your heart. Don't say this prayer to me or anyone next to you. I want you to say it to God. And I want you to speak it out. Speak it out loud, okay? Don't just say it in your mind. I'll lead you in this prayer and I'll give you the words to it, okay? But mean it from your heart. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe... You died for me, and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to come in my heart to forgive me of all my sin. Change my life. Be Lord of my life. From this day forward, I will serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray for them right now. Father, we pray for the Holy Spirit. God, to come into the lives of every single person that come forward today. God, today they came to church tonight. And Lord, they had an appointment with you. And Holy Spirit, you reached out to them today. So I pray let the love of God flood their heart, flood their soul tonight. And God, I pray, Father, for those that are meeting you for the first time for those that are returning back God the lost coin the lost sheep the lost son has come home and so God we rejoice we thank you today God for Lord today you're saving them God you you found them God and Lord they're no longer lost but they have been found God we thank you tonight in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just worship.
Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.